Welcome to this edition of Hold My Clipboard. I'm your host, as always, Chris King, along by my side. Tori Dugan. And we are brought to you by... Nara Studios and our executive producer, Kim Capro. Tori, we are getting into the last weekend here of ACAC regular season. Standings are kind of finalizing uh, from the term. Students are getting ready to write exams. Um, you are going to fill us in about the women's side of things. Anything that came up on the weekend that you wanted to chat about before we get into it? I think we get straight into it. Anything that I need to talk about has to do with the games that I'm going to go through anyway. So All right, let's roll. The results. let's roll. Okay, so the Red Deer Queens took on the Olds Broncos. No surprises here. Red Deer Queens were able to win 96-36 very easily. Uh, Augustana got the win over Northwest Polytech 73-45. to um, the Nate Ooks traveled to Lloydminster to take on yours truly, us, the Lakeland Rustlers. Um, Lakeland were able to win that game t- uh, 65 to 41. Uh, the Lakeland girls gross, gross. played horrible in the second half, um, but the Nate Ooks battled really, really hard. We'll give them credit. Um, we've got a couple of nice pieces to their team, especially uh, Layla Wright, who's now getting healthy, um, a post-transfer, definitely a dominant post for them in the middle. Um, a little bit of a surprise here for me, at least. The Ambrose Reliance took on the St. Mary's Lightning. Ambrose were able to defeat the Lightning, the Battle of the Calgary team, 74-70. to 70. Um Chris, were you surprised with this at all? Not super surprised right now because St. Mary's is basically rolling five. Uh, Ambrose is rolling a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, I did not get the chance to watch this. We have already played Ambrose, so I'm not watching tape on Ambrose again. <laughs> um, but, you know, it looked like Ambrose started out well and had the lead early and kind of held the lead. Um, you know, and credit to them. When we played them, I think the fourth quarter, they played extremely hard and extremely well. Um, you know, they held Stitt to 6 of 23 from the floor, 4 of 15 from 3. Um, that's a big win uh, for them. Uh, but you look at the minutes, kind of came from behind, actually. So Ambrose had a good second half there to win that one. Um, not surprised by Ambrose scoring at all, scrolling through that. Stitt, yeah, <laughs> that's still a good stat line. Yeah. Uh, foul trouble, though, right? Uh, and this is... The thing when you're just basically playing eight kids, seven kids. Um, Kellogg had three fouls. Wallace had five. She fell out. Whenever she fell out, we're not sure. Ding had four. Hidalgo had four. Stitt had three. Rose, who's just starting to play now. Now, I don't know the deal with Rose, if she was injured or what it is, but, um, you know, she looks like a shell of her former self, so I'm going to assume it was injury, but... Uh, you know, St. Mary's didn't shoot the ball well from free throw line or three and the field. Yes. All right. Uh, Ambrose did shoot the free th- shoot from the free throw line extremely well, though. They shot 75% to St. Mary's 53. So that they're basically a ball game. Fair. Um, and then we had the Keanu Huskies traveling to Edmonton to take on the Kings University Eagles. Kings Eagles were able to get that win. 56 to 52, so a little bit closer than what I did initially first thought. Uh, Kaylin Tucker, no surprises, having a great season. She had 19 points and five steals for the Huskies, basically the only person who did most of the scoring damage for them. Maya Besic had nine and six, but the only person to reach double figures was Kaylin Tucker for the Huskies. Uh, For the Kings University Eagles, Alyssa York had 12 and eight. Uh, Jordan Rive is having a great year at the moment. Uh, Second year guard had 10 points and five rebounds. Anelia Ayoti had 14 and seven, and then Jamie Bunting had eight off the bench. I'm going to pause you on that game before you scroll over that. A couple things with this Keanu... Uh, Kings game 
First one is both teams had 35 turnovers. Mm -hmm. So that is 70 turnovers. The shots, the actual shots in the game were 53 aside, which is crazy because there was a ton of possessions due to the turnovers. Uh, other thing that is kind of a common thread is if you're looking through the box scores this week, the foul shots seem to be up across the board. Um, Keanu got to line 21 times and Kings got to line 26 times. Uh fairly high a lot yeah. of fouls called the last game that i'm going to get to it was the Brycrest clippers taking on the state trojans in state at state well in the bubble if you want to say it was in that the bubble. yeah there is a lot that i want to say about this game but i'll get to that after when we show our tapes or am i okay to get to it now? you know what you can I'm get to it. it now and we will show the tape now if you have that one queued up um, okay. Tell me your thoughts on that because I'm just looking at the so box the, score here and State came from behind. Yeah, State did come from behind. Uh, they were able to win 66 to 63. Melissa Ellis for the Briarcrest Clippers at 10. Brooklyn Martins had a solid game as always with 17. For the State Trojans, Brooke Baker, dominant force. Look at this stat line 17 points, 13 rebounds, 11 steals. For that, Holy for that moly. game, she's getting my player of the week. You can't, a triple double and Thir a 38 stat minutes in too. steals. Macy Moholland, 11 points, and Nia Well, 16 points. All right, I've been told to hurry up. No, nope, that's not you. I'm We're not talking gonna about I'm going to get to this video. Show me the video, Tori. So, Show me the video. Sate up three. Briar Crest are down with 3.6663, which ended up being the final score. It's two seconds to go. Coach okay. Keppel calls a timeout and draws up a play. Okay. What's the play? This What's is the play? controversial. Okay, sideline on a bounce. So shocker, they Two have their shooter probably going to come to thirteen. Their shooter to get a three up. Sideline out of out of bounds. Brooklyn Mountains posting up, sets the screen, gets tackled by the state defender, and gets called for an illegal screen while they make the shot. <laughs> Let's rewind. I am sorry, state. Good job on. I'm like happy you guys got the win, but this is a controversial call. I think this ref had already made his mind up with this call before it even happened. Watch the state defender just tackle Brooklyn Mountains. Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a foul on state for sure. She grabbed her actually around the neck. Uh, that will be one that they'll probably review after. Um, it's one of those fouls that when you see it, if you didn't see the initial play happen, it looks bad. Um, but when you see Brooklyn standing there, now I will say that shot looks like it might have been a two. I'm not sure. Regardless, um, Let's see those here. things happen. Three ball, man, well behind the three-point line. Now, those things do happen, unfortunately, in the ACAC. Um, you know, it might be coming to CCAA Nationals, uh, the review process, but ACAC, we do not have the review, so that's a tough one for Briarcrest, uh, especially on the road. I do notice the refs love to call moving screens in ACAC compared to U-Sport. They let a lot more go on the U-Sport side of things. Also, great play by uh, Coach Skeppel there. Go ahead for the shout men's up, side on up. Friday night. Or do you want me to continue? Uh, with let's the... let's keep rolling on the women's side because I got all the women's stuff up okay, right now. So really quickly, uh, Augustana played Red Deer again. I mean Northwest Polytech. Sorry again. Beat down, down eighty-one thirty-four. Uh, Sate took on Briarcrest again for round two at the Jack. I'm gonna pause you on that one. This second one, um, I was watching on the bus. I know you didn't have it up. Briarcrest didn't even get to oh, the game. Okay. Keep going. Give it, give it to me. Give me the game. Give me the game. <laughs> <laughs> you you both me. You might as well keep going. <laughs> Holy! Well, you were watching um the horse show on the bus. I'm trying to watch game film. You're was, watching horses. I was watching One Tree Hill. That's what you were watching. Yes. Oh my God! What does that come on in the nineties? Um, 
I know I watched that in <laughs> high school. Briarcrest was up nine heading into the third. Um, Sate outscores them 24 to 10 in the third. Sate ends up going up heading into the fourth, and then Sate holds on in the fourth. Um, once again, um, Baker, unreal, 31 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists, six steals. Uh, and Anger Wall was just Ania. Ania, sorry. Just flow, just like dicing people up. Oh, yeah. 20, 24. She had a lot of turnovers, but she had 24 points. Um, you know, those two are a nasty combo. Good to see Ava Kell, um finding some form with 14 points and seven steals. Yeah, getting in there. Uh, Briarcrest, usual Ellis, 11. Martins, 10. Fitchner, 11. BD, 10. So uh, the usual. And Asia Wells off the bench uh, with a solid 11. High scoring game, but uh, went both ways. And Sade ended up just having a little more gas in the tank watching that live. With gas on the in the tank, we'll skip to the next game, which is a Kings University Eagles round two against Keanu Huskies. Kings University Eagles won seventy four sixty, and again two four point games. Eh? The Kings just had more gas in the tank. Um, Keanu were able to make it close in the last quarter with about five or six minutes to go, but then Kings just yeah just had more feel and um, kept them going there. So. My my fault on that. I saw. Sorry, I thought it was a four point game. The first night was a really close one. This was yeah, not. This was the second game. Once again, Kings wins with thirty five turnovers, which is crazy. Uh, they committed twenty seven fouls, um, and there was twenty six uh, fouls uh, blown on Keanu. So that was a whopping. This is just like you know, uh, sixty three foul shots awarded in the game. That's right. You heard it right. Sixty three foul shots uh, awarded in those games. No, once again, I have not watched the tapes on those, but I am gonna pull up the high scoring Briarcrest and Saint Affair again to take a peek at that. Twenty eight foul shots to twenty seven. So, uh, ton of touchy stuff being called right now. Is that fair to say on the women's side? <laughs> Did you see our game on Saturday? Yeah, well, we we were. Uh, we haven't even got to that yet. We <laughs> we definitely got targeted a little for a while. Uh, Kaylin Tucker had twenty six points in the Keanu game for the, the second Keanu game against the Kings at University Eagles. So again, the only real threat except Jalen Twin came off the bench and gave twelve points um, for the Eagles. Megan Alman fourteen points, ten turnovers. So <laughs> I guess you can say that she copped most of. You take those away. A, then. a lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers. There. 19 points from Jordan Rive again in career form. Great to see. And an earlier Yote with 12 points. Yeah. Ambrose defeated STMU on the second night by 966 to 57. Again, like Chris mentioned earlier, they were able to hold Stitt to four from 15 from the three. Still had 18 points. 18 points off the bench from Michaela Rose So, and nine rebounds. So maybe she's fine in her form the second night. Just a little bit of confidence, maybe a beat behind. But still 18 points is a solid outing, nine rebounds. So I talked too fast. That's what you're saying? I shouldn't have talked about it. Yeah, I was waiting to get there. Um, Barkley for Ambrose Lyons at 18, uh, Bokan 16, and Guck 11. Red Deer Queens defeated the Olds Broncos 89-24. The Lakeland Rustlers had a much better game on the Saturday night against the Nate Ooks in Edmonton, defeated the Ooks 79-56. Um, an unbelievable dis- display of uh, foul calls in the first quarter from the refs t- uh, towards us. I believe the one ref called eight out of the ten fouls or seven out of the nine fouls. Um, but anyways, that's the way the game goes. 
Uh, 16 points from Missy Nuku, 10 and 8 from Alana Olsen, 10 from Lena Garda, but a big night again that Nate just didn't have an answer for was Susan Iyer in career best form with 19 and 6. Uh, yeah, she was a matchup nightmare for them. So, uh, yeah, Sue had a great game. Yep. Um, I forgot, we forgot a game uh, that went on. The single game on the Thursday night, Lethbridge College Cody Hacks took on the Medicine Hat Rattlers. They won 83 to 64. Medicine Hat, Hat actually stuck around um, for that. Uh, and then on the Saturday, so they had the Friday off, Saturday the the, hat, the Rattlers travelled to the Lethbridge gym and were able to unfortunately lose by 21, the Rattlers did. The Lethbridge Kodiaks won 76-55, but a closer game, what I thought. Yeah, the, the Medicine Hat definitely hung for a while. Um, <clears throat> so credit to them. They could have been playing well. Lethbridge could have... Took them light. Leftbridge coming off of us, obviously, and they were on a pretty big buy. Um, just to follow up, you kind of mentioned about our games. Uh, there was. We got to mention uh, we kept Michael Reed scoreless. So big yeah, win big, there. Big part of our um, plan. Um, there was 47 fouls called in our game, and there was um, 56 foul shots between the two teams. It evened up later. <laughs> to start, of... to start, it was obviously uh, we got hammered pretty hard, and then it kind of evened up later. Um, just a general theme right now, um, there's a ton of foul shots uh, right now. It is becoming a key part of the game. you got to knock down your foul shots. If you look at a lot of these games, there's 50, 60 foul shots. It, it's more you know, it's more than I've ever seen. Uh, yep. it, there used to be games where there's 8, 10, 12, 14 foul shots. Um, it is an extremely um, high part of the game Let's right now. Let's put in perspective at halftime, uh, half of Nate's points were from the free throw line. Um, I did want to just quickly uh, go to a video that I have here yeah. from the Friday night that I forgot to Cue show. Cue it up. Uh, Micah Reed hitting a buzzer beater in the first quarter. Pretty freaking tough shot here. So, Nate, uh, we get a score with nine seconds to go. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to make me mad. <laughs> Nate, come down, get the ball in their shooter's hands. We play terrible defense, trying to reach, and then get an open three bang. Pretty uh, tough shot, I will say. Yeah, re really good shot by her. Um, poor job by Elena Olsen and Ellie Leafers there. One, uh, Elena Olsen reaching, and two, Ellie Leafers not jumping out of the shooter uh, at the end of the quarter. Yeah, you're right. That did make me mad, Tori. Thanks for All showing right, that. All right, we'll just go to the standings here for the North. So undefeated, 11-0 at the top of the standings of the North and the Lakeland Rustlers. Second at the Kings University. Kings University Eagles with seven oh. and three record. Third is Nate five and five. Fourth is Concordia four and six, and Augustana four and five. The Keanu Huskies drop to four and six, and uh, six in the standings. Six. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Northwest Polytech round out the North with uh, a one and nine record. In the South, the undefeated Red Deer Polytech Queens are on top of the South with a 10 and 0 record. Next, with eight and, nine, eight and one, is the Lethbridge Kodiaks. The Bri uh, Briarcrest Clippers drop to six and three. That's good for third. Fourth is St. Mary's Lightning of 500 with five and five. Ambrose are making it. Uh, Making it interesting here with Sate, who are both four and six, then Olds at one and nine, and the Medicine Hat Rattlers round out the South with a zero and ten record. Um, really interesting right now that um, fight for Briarcrest, Mary's Ambrose, Sate, that fight for third, fourth, fifth for the playoff spots there. I'm really intrigued to see what happens in the South, especially on the South side. Uh, RDP's got to play Leftbridge, Briarcrest. Um, so they have those games coming up against the top teams. Um, RDP obviously is rolling right now and has been dominating everyone. So clearly a team to beat in the South, um, but that playoffs is going to be really interesting. And then you have Keanu 
Augustana, Concordia, Nate, who are all scrapping for third, fourth, fifth in the north. Tory at the midway mark. Any predictions on those playoff races for second, third, fourth, or third, fourth, fifth? Uh, I, su- I suspect Augustana will get better in second semester. I think the healthier they get, the better that they'll be. Um, I think we could see them jump to maybe a third spot, but I think Keanu, Nate, and Concordia will all be fighting for that fourth, fifth spot for sure. All right. I like your takes. I like your takes. Let's jump to the men's side here. Um, so same thing. We did have the Thursday game and Leftbridge in Medicine Hat in Medicine Hat. Leftbridge edged them out 95-94. So once again, another single-digit loss for Medicine Hat. And proverbially speaking, the straw that broke the camel's back. And we'll get to that on Saturday to discuss more. Uh, our Nate guys... Uh, 9165, sorry, our Lakeland guys, 9165 over Nate. Um, They had them from start to finish. Uh, They were in control of that one. Keanu, 11161 over Kings. Once again, had them in control. A bunch of blowouts on the guys' side this weekend. Northwest Polytech, 89 to 63 over Augustana. RDP, 123 to 75. That's a 50 burger right there uh, over Olds College. Briarcrest with the somewhat of an upset over Sate at Sate, 97-89. Good showing by Briarcrest. Just taking a peek at that box score here since it is one of our closer games that we had. Um, Bongaman, 21. Um, lots of turnovers in this game. Just looking at the box score right there. Uh, Sims off the bench, 13. Uh, and for Sate, Marcus Masters, 24 points. Cool, cool, 23 points. Um but overall, like a very good basketball game, especially at that time of the year. Yes. Um, the last game that we had on Friday was St. Mary's over Ambrose Crosstown Christian Rivals. <laughs> uh, St. Mary's beat them 110 to 88, uh, put it on them. And Jip was... Remember 27 the, points. Yeah, he was excited for that game, so not surprising. Top squad. <laughs> <laughs> not, not surprising at all. Yeah. Uh, Saturday... State rebounded uh, back 97-80 on the afternoon affair. Um, that one was actually at Jack Simpson. So the first game was at the bubble. Oh, second well. game was at Jack Simpson. Um, before you go any further, just quickly, that game uh, gave Marcus Masters 1,000 points in his career. So he joined the 1,000-point the thousand thousand club. club. Yeah. It's like uh, they get a trophy. ACAC sends him a trophy or what happens there? Well, I think he got a good social media post. So that was cool to see. Yeah, that is awesome. I like seeing that. Uh, on the Keanu side, uh, 98-55, Keanu over Kings. Um, controlled it the whole way. Northwest Polytech, 84-72. Came from behind to beat the Vikings. Yes, they came from behind. Vikings showed up well. Usually it's Northwest Polytech that's better in that afternoon game. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, Augustana, good for them. They're fighting. They're fighting. Uh, St. Mary's, 108-82 over Ambrose. 20 points again, 26-point spread. Uh, RDP <laughs> over Olds. Uh, 102.81, or more reasonable scoring game, but still huge. And Leftbridge, absolutely. Actually, let's hit that one last. Uh, Nate beat our guys 76-70 after an extremely slow start from our guys. Our guys battled back in the third. It, it, they didn't look like they were ready to play. Credit to Nate. They worked extremely hard to get that win. That's going to be a huge one for Nate down the stretch. It could cost Lakeland. Lakeland should get home court on the second, third matchup, but... You never know with the, they have an extremely tough second half, as Coach Thomas has uh, told us on the bus ride. So that one could hurt them. The Leftbridge Med Hat game, Med Hat went back to Leftbridge. Leftbridge was in control of this one, uh, 103 to 78. And 
So just, these two teams had some shenanigans early in this in the preseason um, with players being suspended, coaches being suspended, um, which isn't great. Um, yeah. And down the stretch here, Tor, do you have the clips up? I do. Just before we get there, Kieran Eisner had 47 points on the Thursday game. Um, he only had 11 this game. They did a way better job on him. Uh, but his actions down the stretch, um, very interesting. I do have the clip up. I would off just, a free throw. Let's uh, let's roll this clip here, Tori. Off a, a free throw, uh, so to say, Kodiak's got the ball. Uh, they had two free throws, and then they get the ball back from an out of bounds. Watch Kieran here, just completely two hand shoves the dude out of bounds, just completely not having his emotions in check. Then a bit of push and shove. Cooper Ward gets this, involved. This is his second one, right? So he had just got a hard foul before. Uh, he had just shoved a guy on the baseline, which he probably should have been ejected for, and then he pushed that guy out. I, I'm just going to say right now, ACAC-wise, he should be suspended multiple games. That's an intent to injure. Um, and, and he did get kicked out of the gym, but uh, absolute Bush League move, to be honest, at, at any level. Yeah, you don't um, want to say that anywhere. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I get your team's getting rolled on, but that's poor sport, obviously. You know, this clip's still rolling here. There's a bunch of talking. Cooper's involved in it. A uh, bunch of Leftbridge saluting to the stands. You know, there, there's clearly a lot of emotion on that. Um, but when they come back in, um, it continues on. Um, there's a couple more hard fouls from Medicine Hat for no apparent reason other than the hard foul. Um and then, you know, they do kind of play it out here um, down the stretch with the last, like, minute 30. But oh, once again, yeah, like another hard foul from Med Hat. To yeah. just try to so, just slap someone. Like, make a play on yeah. the damn ball. So no discipline at all from Medicine Hat at this point. Um, it Like, I don't care who you're playing or how pissed off you are. Those are now four fouls in the end. So I do hope that that goes to a review um, process, you know, and, you know, I encourage everyone, <laughs> Tori's opinions, my opinions. We are just talking as we see the game, same thing. Yeah, and we, we, got, friend, we got yeah. friends on the Medicine Hat yeah. team, but we don't want to see that from any yeah. damn team. We'd say the same if it was our team, but, like, again, just it wouldn't happen. You yeah. wouldn't, you would never happen in our team. This is just, like, well, out-of-control emotions that are just not – it's not wanted anywhere, and we, it's not part of the basketball. It's not part of the game. It's disgusting behavior. We would have suspended the player already before the ACC does. But, um, yeah, so not great on that side. So those two teams now. Um, I get it gets chippy back and forth, and we yeah. don't know what was said. We're only can Viewers can only see what they see, and the actions are visible on tape. A suspension will be deserved if it's handed out from the ACC, from the commissioner. Um, you know, so be it. Um, on the men's side, we'll just run through the standings here, Tori, uh, now that we showed those clips and thanks for bringing all those clips up. Uh, once again, ref's job, thankless. Uh, you know, all these all <laughs> these calls that we're talking about, they're all like split second. They're tough calls to make, but like when you see those ones happen, um, they probably could have huddled and, and gave him the boot, which he was ejected anyways. But um, on the Keanu side, uh, ACAC North, nine and one, uh, leading the conference. Lakeland is number two at eight and three. And then we have a mix. We got Northwest Polytech in third at five and five. Then we got Concordia and Nate in the four or five spot, tied at four and six. And Augustana is sneakily close at two and seven. I would guess the North is kind of set for the teams that are going to be in. It's just where are they going to finish? Yeah. Uh, and uh, as Coach Thomas says, uh, Coach Thomas and 
um, Keanu definitely have uh, a tough second half in terms of playing all those good South teams. So that'll be interesting to watch the same areas in Coach Jeremy and Keanu, don't you mean? I, I, Not I, Coach I, Thomas. Or were, we re, were you referring to was, what Coach, Coach Thomas, Thomas was saying? Coach Thomas, Lakeland. Yes. Sorry. Jeremy obviously coaches Keanu. This is It's late. Like I'm sorry, old. Sorry, sorry. I'm old I'm here. Trying, you know me. I'm a simpleton. Yes. I'm trying uh, to understand you. Kings Eagles at uh, 0 and 10. Um, so tough go for them. A lot of learning for them in this year. Uh, Red Deer Polytech at 9 and 1. St. Mary's 9 and 1. Those two top dogs. Sate right behind at 8 and 2. Uh, real scramble for the one seed there in the south. Briarcrest is at 6 and 3. Leopardge at 5 and 4. It will be between Briarcrest and Lethbridge to see who hosts that 4-5 game, in my opinion. Olds College isn't that far behind at 3-7. and seven. Medicine Hat and Ambrose at 1-9, and nine, their seasons are over. Um, not over in the sense that they have, you know, 11 games left. They but got a big gap to close. Yeah, they basically have to win out. So tough go for them. But it looks like that top four, RDP, St. Mary's, St. Briarcrest is almost set. So, um, boy, would I love to see St. Mary's, St. In a 2-3 play down, that would be crazy. I would love to see it best of three, but one game, um, we'll watch it and should yeah, be okay. should, should be fireworks. Ooh, um, excuse me. Are you oh. serious right now? No. Did you just yawn? I did. Wakey, Holy wakey, moly, wakey. man. Come on. Uh, okay, Tori, anything else here on the ACC side from this weekend? No, like Chris said, just uh, two more games, one on the women's, one on the men's. Augustana will take on the St. Mary's Lightning. Um, but a really good semester of basketball so far. It's great to see people back healthy, obviously, that COVID is back in the past. But it's just great to have ACAC rolling again uh, from last year to this year, have some more consistency and normalcy. I know it's like not really relevant anymore, but uh, it's just, I think, last year from the COVID years is kind of a build on you know the COVID kids or whatnot right. this year is definitely a lot stronger and we're seeing a, a lot tougher brand of basketball on the ACAC side from the men and the women yeah no I, I agree 100% Tori's light just went out here uh ghosts in the building I think probably ghosts, exactly ghosts. what it is <clears throat> yeah ACAC strong year across the board men's and women's side uh reflected in the national rankings which will come out um right before this podcast drops once again uh, not a lot of shuffling, maybe a little bit on the Briarcrest Kings. Briarcrest. Kings will probably sneak into the national rankings first time in a long time for them. Briarcrest will probably slide out. Um, that's the wrap on the ACC this week. We have the lone Augustana St. Mary's games happening this weekend. Uh, other than that, that's a wrap. So coming up, we are going to go through our all-conference players, midway point. Mm -hmm. um, those will change a little bit as the season goes on, but usually you kind of know who they are. Um, any sneak previews you want on that, Tord? Oh, sneak previews. Well, I think it's uh, definitely out of stick and uh, sparks to get the player of the year in the South. Yeah. Very both, both tough running. Really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, South will be a little bit more interesting. You obviously got Dewsbury and Jip competing against one another and John Paul's there. and Master. Yeah. Masters. Or the, the South is a tough one. On the, men, um, yeah. on the men's side. Even in the North, um, Abdul Tamimi's having a great season for the Lakeline Rustlers, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he's up there for a player of the year contention. Um, obviously, Amici Williams is there as well as having a killer year. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. All right, Tori, that's a wrap from this week of the ACAC. And, it's a wrap. And really the first semester, Tori's got no lights as the ghost turned it out. Pete is in the building. Uh, anything else you want to chat about, Tori? Duke sucks. 
anything like that? Nah, Duke Celtics are going suck. fine. Celtics are fine. I'm happy to be going home soon, spending Christmas with my family. But no, just uh, it's great to see a good brand of ACAC basketball this year. Very strong competition. I think building out of that COVID year, we're starting to see the league grow stronger and stronger this year. Um, some awesome games, some blowout games, but the competition has definitely improved. Yeah, really good year for the ACC. Really excited to see what happens uh, down the stretch in playoffs and hopefully at the CCAA Nationals on both the men's and women's sides. Uh, we will be there and hopefully uh, all the representatives will be strong. They will be. You can watch us where, Tori? You can watch us on YouTube. Oh, really? Specifically, YouTube. Yeah. You can see the full show of Chris and I um, chatting back and forth, the good, the ugly. The bad, most mostly ugly, the beautiful. Uh, Spotify as well. You Spotify as well. You can watch it. Yep, that's my preferred destination. I'm and a big can, Spotify girl. And where else can you hear us? Apple Podcasts. Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. And we are brought to you by Now Studios and our executive producer Kim Caparel. I'm Chris King, and I'm Tori Dugan. Have a great night. <laughs>